hey, how do we keep our teams engaged? Mm -hmm. We're in this new landscape where there's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of our rituals and things that we used to know and love are completely disbanded because mm -hmm. of the way that our environment structure um, is set up. And teams are working so hard and they're burning themselves out. Mm -hmm. so, so the big question is, how do we manage that? How do we create a culture, create an environment where teams can do their best work and feel like they belong and, um, you know, at the end of the day, continue to be creative and, and, you know, stay the course. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. We have been talking a lot about this new approach to work, whether it is fully remote or back to the office for some companies that are deciding to go down that road. And for most of the organizations that I have spoken with, and I think that we see in, in the media and discussing about this new approach to work, we, we see them going uh, on the, uh, down the avenue of uh, remote uh, hybrid workplace bringing some people to the office or giving them enough flexibility to decide what is the best way for them to work. But of course, this, this puts a lot of pressure on the organization, on the individuals, and especially it puts a lot of pressure on the teams. Uh, because, well, even if before the pandemic, when teams were working together in person, it was already challenging to, uh, to make sure that those teams were working, imagine now in this new environment with hybrid work. And today we're going to have a conversation with somebody who has been in the space of basically developing teams, making them grow, helping them unlock creativity, performance, collaboration, innovation with play-based strategies. We're going to have a conversation about how to engage those teams when they are working, some in the office, some remotely, and who knows what else in between. So Gary, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to dive into this topic. Well, thank you so much for being with me in this conversation. And, um, you know, first of all, wh what do you think teams are during this time of hybrid work? What are the challenges that you see them going through, knowing that some people are in the office, some people are working, you know, from home or, you know, whatever else? So what, what, what do you see them struggling with these days? Yeah, the big thing that uh, I get uh, asked about is, hey, how do we keep our teams engaged? Mm -hmm. We're in this new landscape where there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of our rituals and things that we used to know and love are completely disbanded because mm -hmm. of the way that our environment structure um, is set up. And teams are working so hard and they're burning themselves out. Mm -hmm. So, So the big question is, how do we manage that? How do we create a culture, create an environment where teams can do their best work and feel like they belong and, um, you know, at the end of the day, continue to be creative and, and you know, stay the course. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, that's the big thing. Absolutely. And, and I want to, um, I, I definitely want to unpack how, how to make that happen. Uh, but you said a word that uh, is really important uh, 
for the, the conversation around these new models of working, and that is belonging, right? Um, companies generally, even in the past, you know, building that identity, building that sense of belonging was already challenging for some organizations. I can imagine how it is these days with some people who over the past 18 months, they haven't even met anybody from their company for the, in person for the first time. I mean, what a big challenge. So how, how do you envision the, the belonging, the sense of belonging philosophy working in uh, teams that are hybrid this, this, uh, in this new environment of work? Yes. Well, it is completely possible. Uh, in order for that to happen, we have to sort of throw out our old way of thinking mm -hmm. and be more intentional. Because mm -hmm. if you think about how things were when you know we had in-person locations, we did certain rituals, certain activities that we essentially did unconsciously. Yeah. And then when we all moved digital, we took those things for granted because we didn't do them. Like, for example, you know, when someone came in, you know, first day on the job, they, you know, there's usually that onboarding process that's more than just, hey, this is how you track your time or this is where you put your benefits and, and all the logistical stuff. It's the more of showing them around the office, yeah. actually having those face-to-face, uh, -face, in-person connections where they can create uh, what I like to call DOS, D-O-S-C, which is an acronym for dopamine, oxytocin, seren uh, dopamine, oxytocin, huh? uh, serotonin, and endorphins. Those are the neurochemicals that our brain produces that allows us to feel like we belong, to yeah. trust other people, and ultimately be creative and, and do our best work. Well, like you said, some teams have not, because of the environment, haven't even met their coworkers in person. And, you know, depends on how it's set up. They might not have even really seen them, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, they're um, not doing a lot of video calls and, and things like that. And so because we are creatures that thrive in communities, um, that can create that sense of uh, like anxiety. It, it yeah. just, you know, it, it's an unconscious thing and you don't know why, like you feel this way. And so as a result of that, I'm recommending for teams to be intentional. How can you do some things that, again, may seem like a frivolous thing that is like, well, we're already so busy. Like, why should we do this? I say it's even more important to do this because when people feel like they belong, when, they, when people feel like the people they work with have their back, they are going uh, to actually do better work because... If you look at it, uh, and this is quickly just diving into the psychology of it, we have a reserve of energy. <laughs> we have the basic sort of reserve of energy to do the basics of work. And then we have this um, sort of uh, surplus, if you will. And that surplus can be used for a few things. It can be used worrying about, do people like me? <laughs> uh, you know, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right spot? Or... If, that, if those needs are met, going above and beyond. And so that's why it's imperative that we take the extra step to um, let people know that, hey, welcome to the team. This is who we are. We're so happy to have you. I love that. And, uh, and, I, and I have to highlight the one word that you have repeated uh, several times, which I think, and I have repeated it too throughout 
conversations podcast and it's the word intentional. I mean, there are things that, like you said before, we were doing in the office just out of uh, unconscious practice um, or, you know, just because they were the way things were in the office. But now, first of all, we got to change some of those practices. But second of all, uh, we got to be very intentional about them. And I, I love this idea of being very intentional. So now let, let's let's go down this road of how to keep uh, teams engaged. And I want to ask you this question, Gary, from the perspective of the team leaders. Uh, you know, you are talking about being intentional and very often, yes, there's a lot of, you know, bottom up stuff that can happen, but let's talk about the leaders. The, how can leaders be intentional in making sure that in this hybrid environment, their teams, the individuals within their teams are actually uh, engaged? Yes. I think the first thing too is starting to review processes. Mm. Are they necessary? <laughs> and looking at it from the lens of how can we create a culture where people, again, going back to the word that we said in the beginning, feel like they belong. Yeah. And when you go through that lens, you're going to, you're going to do things a little bit differently. For example, you know, take um, a typical team meeting. I totally get, we're going through Zoom fatigue and, mm -hmm. and we're trying to sort of cut things out. These things may sound frivolous, but by doing these things, it will allow you to be more efficient. Yeah. Typically what happens when people log in, it's like the sort of awkwardness of like, you know, some people may still be working, we're sort of waiting and it's that like lull while everyone gets logged on. When we were in the office, we still had that sort of transition period. However, because we were in the office, we were seeing people face-to-face. -face. You know, maybe there might have been some sort of physical sort of interaction. You know, there might be, you know, some, some chat or some small talk. That is creating that sense of belonging, that dose that's getting people sort of up to speed. But because we're trying to do so much with so little time, people are using that transition to just maybe bang out a few more emails or something like that. <laughs> how can you, again, using intentionality, how can you make the best use of that space? As wow. a leader, what are you doing to check in with your team as they're coming in? What are you doing to set the vibe of the meeting of one of, you know, sort of positivity and, you know, hope, you know? Yeah. Um, and it could be as simple as, I love, I love doing something like this where, um, in the chat, I say, all right, we're, we're going to do a quick check-in before we start. Red, yellow, green. Just, you know, put the red, yellow, or green emoji or just type in red, yellow, green. Uh, red means, you know, you're struggling. Uh, you're having a little bit of challenge. Yellow is like, hey, you know, things aren't, you know, that bad. But, you know, I'm here. I'm dealing with it. Green is like, I'm ready to go. Again, by doing that, yes, it's inviting people to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's the basis of, um, you know, uh, belonging is when people are being vulnerable and they see that everyone has their back, they're going to, again, show up Two, as a leader, it allows you to understand, all right, this is where my team is coming from. When we were in person, we had a better understanding of, of people's sort of states and, and feelings when we were just going from, <laughs> video meeting to video meeting to video meeting, you have no idea what was going on prior to that. 
or what may be taking up their mental reserves. Yeah. So again, something that simple, again, it seems very sort of trivial, but it is important to do uh, something like that. Now, again, that could be done with like less than a minute. Yeah. But as a leader, then you can, you know, see, all right, this is how my team's showing up. And if you see that you have a lot of yellows and reds, all right, you know, maybe you might need to course correct, make a few adjustments, or reach out to a few of those after the meeting. And hey, you know, I'm noticed. I noticed in the in the in the check-in you had uh, read. Uh, is there anything that I can do to support you? Yeah, I just want to yeah. let you know I see you. No, you you know what I I love that um and it is the small things that that make the big things happen at the end of the day and and you know you you said that this sounds frivolous uh, but the reality is that it, it has such an impact in the team to um, not only checking on them but provide them that psychological safety to come forward and say yes I'm struggling or I'm, you know I'm 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 going through some challenges now I need some help um, but at the same time providing, I love that you're bringing up this idea of providing those, those spaces to be human that we used to have in the office because, you know, seeing each other, it's easier to say, you know, man, Gary seems to, you know, you know, Gary will you know, need some time for something, right? Because we notice, you know, we, we sense that and online is just so hard to do. And I'm being very intentional about building those spaces for that humanity to actually happen, I think it's just so powerful instead of being like, a, you know, in the grind and in the back-to-back stuff all day. Um, now, Gary, from the other side of the coin, which I asked you before about the leader, now let me ask you about the individual in a team. Uh, the two things that, uh, that I wanted to ask you about this is, number one, how can they keep themselves engage regardless of the activity of the leader i mean i'm taking as a baseline that you are in a healthy team and not in a freaking awful environment right so beginning from a baseline of there's respect decency support what how can they keep themselves engaged and number two is how can they individually in the team expand psychological safety for others who may not feel as they do but they can rely on each other if this psychological safety was expanded in the team or increased in the team. So what do you think about that? Yes. First one, it goes back to intentionality. Yeah. Now that we are working remote and we are like two or three steps away from hmm. the environments where we spend our personal time, uh, research is showing that people are spending more and more time working. Yeah. More and more time because it's just an easy thing. That time used to have been spent with transitions, you know, the commute hmm. and all of these other things. And I like to call this the Mr. Rogers, um, you know, uh, effect. So if anyone remembers Mr. Rogers, when he came in, he did this transition where he transitioned from his outside to his inside. Yeah. Uh, and again, these are things that we take for granted. Love or hate your commute. That commute was a transition. Yeah, it allowed you to get mentally ready for what you were about to do, or after you left work, mentally check out so that when you came home, you can be, you know, the person that you need to be at home. Yeah. All of that's blurred. Yeah. So in order to stay engaged, we need to take care of ourselves better. So we need to be intentional about how we're spending our time. How can you intentionally put in buffer? Yeah. 
it may it may seem you know especially to the person that might you know say i'm so busy i have a lot of stuff going on i i bet you if you if you challenge yourself you can do it it doesn't have to be like a 10 15 minute buffer maybe it's a two minute buffer maybe before you step into doing something you just take two minutes to um i personally love to um you know take two minutes to stand up you know do some stretches and actually ask myself all right how do i need to show up in this next block of of whatever maybe it's focused maybe it's engaged maybe it's cheerful whatever it is but it's setting the intention for what i'm about to do so that's the other that's the the big thing is i'll leave it at that you know just to keep it simple how can you add trans transition time so that you can be the best version of yourself in any of these situations i think just by focusing on that um is going to make a big difference now you asked about engaging with others and creating psychological safety across the board again when we were in person these things sort of came automatically yeah you know we we would be walking down the hall we happen to see someone we we spark up a conversation boom we're growing that trust we are you know becoming you know more of that you know sort of well gelled team now we don't necessarily have that no. and the times that we are together are jam packed with agenda <laughs> that we are just focusing on the work at hand so how can you create spaces to connect with your team members um, in a in an environment that is not about work. Yeah. And so that might be, you know, as simple as uh, creating, you know, once a week, you know, having uh, a virtual lunch meeting where, you know, we all just bring our lunch, maybe someone share their screen and put up a TED talk and then we have a brief discussion about it. Or it's just as simple as, you know, we all like bring our laptops in our own kitchens and we're actually just eating lunch and, and maybe we're in a few breakout rooms and we have some, some, you know, things that we're talking about that's non-work related, but again, it's all about intentionality. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I have been chatting for so long about the, uh, you know, the remote work environment and, and things of the kind. And, and I think unconscious, unconsciously, maybe I was thinking about these things that you're talking about today. But the reality is that now they are hitting on me that, you know, uh, things like we know that everything is blurred now at home, you know, like now we're working, you know, home, home is work, work is home. But the idea of building intentional space in between what we're doing to do what we used to do before, which is even just the walking from the conference room to our office back in the office. I mean, we're not even getting that time back now because we are like, you know, 7.30, next meeting is at 7.31. So, you know, like building that intentionality and those spaces, I think it's just powerful. So what what, 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 what an incredible recommendation, Gary. Um, you know, we are at the end of our podcast and I think um, it's short, but there's so much that you have shared that, um, you know, the, the one thing that, that I love about this is that it really costs zero money to do any of these things. And it can create such a dramatic difference in the operation of your organization, in the culture, and in people feeling, well, humans in an environment that has not been too humanizing, you know, through technology over the past 18 months. So, uh, Gary, thank you so much for sharing these insights and recommendations with the community. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm so happy uh, to have this space to have this beautiful conversation. 
Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody. Uh, I hope you take some time after this podcast to do what you used to do before or something uh, you know, different, but take some time and then go to your meetings or to your next thing. I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.